Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Thanks everyone for being here. We are so excited for this week's episode. Uh, We have Chris and Sarah with us from This Is Parenthood. Uh, We're talking about parenting this week on our podcast. And so uh, we naturally found you guys and we thought that you guys were uh, a great couple to come on and talk about this since this is really your niche around parenthood. So uh, go ahead and take a minute and uh, introduce yourselves to our listeners in case they haven't uh, heard heard about you guys before yeah thanks uh, thomas and julie it's yeah chris and sarah so it's really really both really excited to kind of be here and kind of chat with you guys this evening because it's tried and true to kind of who we are and we get parenting in a variety of ways but <laughs> i got fortunate about 17 years ago um, this one hook line and sinker picked me up and we've been going strong and been married for <laughs> 10 of those years almost it'll be 10 years this July. So this July. I mean this October. We got married in October. Yeah, right. <laughs> Soon to be divorced. Right. But... We're in the trenches of no sleeping right now. That's why that came out. Yeah. Aren't we ever? <laughs> Aren't we ever? He's just so excited. He July's gonna feel like yeah, it's exactly. He's yeah. so excited. He's like, I wish it was July. <laughs> I am. it's snowing here today, so I'm just like I've heads in a happy, like warm space. Oh, this is great. I'm scared. It's going to be October before we know it anyway. Back to who we are. Back to who we are. But anyway, so we're having married 10 of those years. And really, um, we've got an amazing three and a half year old that, my goodness, loves to just rock our world day in and day out, both from like the most positive way thing possible and just from a, a relationship and, and challenging perspective. But uh, we're certified relationship coaches. We've really kind of moved in into this space because of our daughter. I mean, she, in all honesty, was like the driving force and the biggest reason um, that we've become so passionate in this. And for us, not to go on like a long rant, but like we went into our relationship strong, excited, feeling confident, like whatever, whatever you can throw at us, we got this, right? Want to have a kid? Let's do it. We're, yeah, we're, we're so like, good. We're like, nothing's going to rock us. All We've this, got years under our belt right? of a solid foundation. A solid foundation. Everyone's everybody like, tells us about kids. Like, oh yeah. Okay. You just wait. Yeah. Like, no, we're good. We're good. We didn't have to wait long. <laughs> it, it definitely kind of rocked us and, and kind of put the, like, gosh, it was months into this and we're already kind of finding ourselves struggling to kind of stay connected and just we're not expecting the impact mm-hmm. of, of kind of going into parenting and, and what it would mean for us. And we just kind of sat down and we're like, man, like, why wasn't there anything that was going to tee us up for this? Like, where was yeah. the help? Like, letting where us was the know? conversation? I mean, we took yeah. endless birth classes. Where was the class that said, like your relationship is about to go through a huge transition and here are some things you can do to prepare for or not even like even if people are like there's nothing you can do which is absolute crap advice which is one of our soapboxes (laughs) but like even if that was the belief why couldn't someone just at least bring us some awareness and just like open the door for the conversation um because no we were like dumbfounded and deers and headlights with a new baby and I was I mean I remember being really caught off guard like the second, like we came home, like maybe within that first week, I was like burning with resentment towards him. And I was like, 
where is this coming from? I've never been resentful at you. And I don't even want you near me right now. Like I am like despising you for everything right now. (laughs) And I can't even put words to it. But it was just like so natural how it just kind of came there. And no one had these conversations. And like Chris said, we were just like so caught off guard by that. And we, I mean, we just feel like we owe it to every other parent to be the people to start this conversation, Mm -hmm. to guide couples through this transition, because there is stuff you can do ahead of time. There's awarenesses you guys can have, and you can enjoy parenthood, have a great relationship and also have fun with your kids. Nothing has to get sacrificed. You don't have to choose, which is also really crappy advice. Like you, okay, well, good luck. Your relationship is now over. Why is that the only thing we tell people when they have kids? Like, that's just, that's just awful. Like it's awful. Yes. I mean, we, we decided to switch gears and be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And just realizing that there wasn't a whole lot of resources out there really kind of preparing those individuals that, um, more like the ones are maybe the first time looking at having children for the first time, or those are maybe six months into having their first child or looking at potentially having the second one. And there just wasn't anything out there. So we like wanted to kind of, well, there was some stuff out there. There were four books and I got them all. And three of them were meant like, we're so over the average parent's head because they're like meant for like doctorate doctorate degree therapist, which is great. And then one of them was meant for parents and it was published in 1989. I'm like, parenthood has changed Changed a little bit so much (laughs) since then and no first-time parent or parent in the trenches is ever going to spend the time to read a book that requires them to have a phd so i'm like there's a huge gap out here like we need something that is readable to the everyday parent but has a facelift from 1989 because like I mean, the internet was born in between that. Like there's a lot that has changed. Yeah. Let's face and it. Our lifestyles are significantly different, totally right? Especially different. the work environment from home and like, yeah. and, and the com- complexities behind how we're kind of raising our kids and doing so many things jointly, like simultaneously. Yeah. So fast forward to today, here we are mm-hmm. living in the beautiful Denver, Colorado. And we do our workshop workshop out yeah. here. Yeah. We do our workshop in person right now. We're recording it though, which will be something we're really excited about. We, our goal was to record it by like now, but I Neither mean, one of us can stay healthy long. Yeah. Enough. I can't stay healthy. <laughs> our daughter can't stay healthy. I don't really have a voice. So, I mean, we're waiting for the universe to let us record it, but it'll be recorded in 2022. <laughs> I think that'll be huge for people to have access to that outside of Colorado. Cause I, I feel like we should have connected. We, we were, we lived in Colorado outside of Denver for 12 years Wow, That's where our kids were born. And, um, we moved to Florida just over a year ago and then connected with you guys on social media, but um, but yes, your, your parenting workshops, tell us about that. Cause that's taking they're for like new parents, right? Taking a couple from being partners to parents, or did I get that, that backwards? Nope, nope. You're right. Yeah, you got it. Okay. So we encourage people who are pregnant for the first time to take it in the trenches, like in that first year, um, or even like pregnant for the second time, like it doesn't necessarily need to be your first kid, but you're either pregnant and expecting, or like you're a brand new parent in the trenches. And basically what we've kind of put together through all of our research, all of our own experience, and then just like relationship advice in general, we put together like four puzzle pieces that we are like, you know, if you can keep these puzzle pieces together, kind of like foundational. Yeah. You're, you have a really solid foundation for parenthood. Mm -hmm. Um, and the puzzle pieces are like staying connected. How do you ride the waves of parenthood staying connected? Because like, it is a wave, like you're going to feel really connected. Sometimes you're not going to have to put any effort into it. You're going to be able to like 
spontaneously have conversations and like maybe have a quickie and you're going to not have planned it ahead of time. And Mm -hmm. then there's going to be seasons where you're like, wow, I don't feel like I've talked to you in like three weeks and couldn't even tell you the last time we had sex. So like, how do you ride those waves? Because like being connected as a couple is huge. So that's one of the puzzle pieces. Balancing the load is another one. So like figuring out who does what around the house and like, is it fair to to have 50 50 like how do you split this up how do you communicate the mental load of parenthood because that's a huge part of parenthood that we even find i mean couples in our workshop don't even know what the word mental load even means or what they'll associate with that like what yeah. all comes along with like balancing the workload too yeah um we talk about your support system so like friends family in-laws outlaws outlaws sometimes (laughs) Um, we just talked about it last week actually in our workshop and we share a lot of personal experiences and we come from two divorced parents um so we have a lot of very good stories for how to navigate um family support because we have four different parents two of them are remarried um none of them can be in the same room together and they all live in four different states so um we are we have a very interesting family dynamic but just like even how do you have healthy conversations with family and we introduce couples to not just having boundaries because we know that they're necessary, but also what an agreement is and how to actually have like conversations with your family, healthy conversations that allow you guys both to be heard and understood rather than just like making a boundary and kicking your family out because that's not successful when you have kids. That's not always an option. Like you need to find ways to cohesively work together. Um, And then the last one is kind of just like repairing conflict and just like conflict management because you're going to yell at each other. You're going to say stuff that you don't mean you're going to be tired and your emotions are going to take over. Like, how do you navigate through saying like the four letter words? And I mean, just having your emotions take over and, and making sure that you repair so that your relationship, um, relationship is, is okay with all that stuff. That, yeah. That's a big one. Like we always kind of like when we wrap up our workshop, we get so much like feedback from um, all the couples. It's like, they feel like they can start it, but they always have a hard time kind of repairing or essentially kind of closing the loop when an argument comes up and understanding mm-hmm. like a lot of things get brought up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times it's even not even the, the conversation where it started, it takes tends to like go on so many different tangents and they end up somewhere else but they never take the moment to actually kind of repair mm-hmm. and kind of bring it all back full circle to kind of understand and digest it themselves. So mm-hmm. we definitely let on that one. I mean, we, so our workshop is over four weeks um, and we contemplated a couple of times, like doing like an express workshop where like we crushed it all out in one day. And we sat down a lot and talked about like the like designing like, it, the content, yeah, like where the, the most content. value comes from it. And it's well, and just kind of like what we want out of the connection with the couples too. I think one mm-hmm. of the things that we really believe is that like, you're like the five people you hang out with. And if you want to hang out with a bunch of couples that are drinking wine and bashing their spouses, I mean, that's not really going to help your relationship up level itself. Right. So we wanted to also be able to create a community, which this is going to be new for us to figure out how to do this virtually 2.0 well that too I mean like in person here in Denver we like hold parent happy hours and stuff like that 
so we can like kind of keep them connected, but we'll have to figure out how to do that virtually. But I mean, we really, we love from the first week to the fourth week. I mean, we like have to kick our couples out of our workshop. We're like, our babysitter needs us to come <laughs> home. Like you guys have to go home too. Like you can like talk outside right. the, the studio, but like you guys, are, they become so close after the four weeks because like we just talk they, about they, real stuff. They sure there's so many commonality that they yeah. understand. And they're like, all what? usually around the same due date too if they're new parents, which is kind of cool. It's just, like, I think it's sometimes it's hard because you can easily get on your own island pretty quick in that space sometimes, yeah. especially like if like we talked a little bit about like your, your social network, like sometimes you might be the first ones having children in like yeah. your, your social group. So like you've touched you a moved. lot of or you move and you're now pregnant again and you need like a new community or something like that. But like navigating that can kind of be certainly a challenge from time to time. So we just love how like it kind of brings everybody together because it gives yeah. us a sense of like commonality. Yeah. You have a lot of things that they're kind of sharing. I think sometimes it's hard to bring up some of the challenges. Like it's a lot of people just don't like talking about like the intimacy side of things and how it's impacted that, what family's done and like <laughs> we how kick, they struggle. We kick off our first week with talking about sex. So, I mean, we like bring it there right away Yeah, and we don't shy away from any of it. So I think that that really helps our couples. <laughs> <laughs> icebreaker. Ice break, yeah, it's icebreaker <laughs> for right. the first week. Rip the like, bandaid yep. off. We're getting in. Yeah. That's, so. our, that's our next week episode. We'll Thomas and I will try to tackle um, sex after kids because we're oh, we're a in a, a series mm-hmm. of like um, we title it thriving, not just surviving. Um, so we, you know, you're you're in marriage and it, it could be a good marriage and you think everything's okay until a hard season comes or a change happens. So um, you know whether that's a job loss or a change or a big move or becoming parents that's why we wanted to talk to you guys and then yes um sex after kids will will give um hopefully some ideas of how to keep that that thriving not just surviving but for the the workshops those are great four topics and i'm sure many more in the community you're building but i guess could you sum it up to like what's your best piece of advice for someone in their marriage that like you guys said, you, you woke up and you're like, what just happened? You become parents and you kind of then go to survival mode. At least that's what happened to us when we share our story because we had twins was our first <laughs> pregnancy. So um, it was definitely a survival mode and we had to learn how to change that for us to still be thriving as a, as a couple because you were a couple first. So yeah. what's your yeah best piece of advice to, to thrive when becoming parents? you've got a good one there. I do. Yeah. We did. We, we actually got this question at one of our speaking gigs yeah. and it's funny. Cause she was, she's like, I'm, we're a mom of twins and we have a toddler and she's like, we are in the trenches. We are drowning. Very, yeah. And I mean, we can't take your whole workshop right now. We can't even like see the life support right now. So like, if there was one thing you could tell us to concentrate on, what would it be? And we tell them, or I told her like, you need to concentrate on getting really good at communicating to your partner what you need and listening to what your partner needs. There is nothing worse when you're in the trenches than making your partner guess for what support you need, guess for how you're feeling. I mean, you guys will be be able to be such a better team in the hard seasons if you're just like, hey, I need support. Hey, you know what you said earlier hurt my feelings. I need you to acknowledge that. And we need to have a conversation about this. Like, so many other things will go so much smoother if you can just 
stop making each other assume things, think that your partner can read your mind um, and wait until you're literally overwhelmed and burnt out before you snap and ask your partner to help. And then you're going to snap and not ask them for help in a really nice way. You're going to make them feel guilty or resentful or something like that. Yeah. Emotion takes over. Like we spend like a big (laughs) section talking a lot about like a sort of talking kind of active listening and kind of relearning some of those muscles again, because over time when you're, you're kind of treading water, just trying to um, keep the little one alive and like trying to keep the relationship strong. Like you just, you become ships passing the night before you even realize it. And like the biggest thing we talk about is like, like checking in with your partner. Yeah. Like for some reason we just somehow get so caught up in it. We forget to check in and just kind of listen to each other. Like, what are your needs? And like, the reality is, is like, maybe before you can make them guess, I promise you, I said, we've been together yeah. 17 years. I can't even come close to reading this girl's mind. No, so that I, mean, I don't even make him anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Just tell them, just yeah. tell each other, like what it is that you need or what it it's is that you it. want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, birthday presents. I'm like, this is what I want. Just give me this. I'll be way happier. <laughs> like, yeah. You get the question, like, how can I help? It's like, oh, great. It's a whole list of things, but like, how helpful is it really? Yeah. But we just like, we I mean, can't... I was mad at Chris the other day. We're sitting in our kitchen right now. And I remember he was on the other side of the counter and I don't remember what the conversation was about, but I mean, I was mad and I was kind of giving him like, I, my default is like the silent, like treatment. And it's more because like, I'm just don't know how to express. Yeah. I'm still self-processing. So instead of saying something I regret, I usually try and just give the silent treatment, but he also knows then that I'm still mad. So he's sitting across the other end of the Island. He's like, you know, what do you need from me right now? And I was like, you know, I need you to tell me that you're sorry. I need you to tell me that you understand the feelings that I told you I was feeling earlier are valid. And I need a hug. <laughs> and I was like, and I felt so much better after that. I was well, like, I just could tell you, you're asking for what I need. This is what I need. And done. End of conversation. End of conflict. I moved on. And a quick side note, you don't, there's not always a solution that's there. No. I mean, I think sometimes like our innate ability is like, we just want to fix it. What's wrong? Let me fix it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just want to be heard. Yeah. I mean, 99% of the time, I just want you to tell me that that I'm valid. (laughs) Just listen, right? Just be that person to kind of listen to them again, because like we we just get so busy in like the day-to-day life. And now a lot of people are kind of working remote. Some of them are like doing like some in, some out. So like the whole dynamic around the house has changed significantly. Some are actually sending, um, like having a conversation, somebody to come in, has family there to help raise a little one during the day or like, especially those first three months or first six months where you're really just kind of figuring it out and others don't. So like, mm-hmm. it's definitely kind of changed that dynamic, but like, just take that moment to check in and just tell each other kind of where you are, what you're doing well, like what you need mm-hmm. is so, so important. Yeah. So how, how often do you recommend that check-in? Do you recommend that daily or is it just kind of like a gut feeling like, Hey, you know, like, I haven't, I don't feel like I know where my spouse is at, you know, right now, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, like, so now I feel like I should go check in. Do you have kind of a time frame around that? We, it's we want it to be like a minimum of a week. week. Yeah. But I mean, I think what you're saying, if it takes practice to be that self-aware of like, Hmm, I have no idea how my partner's feeling about this right now. Yeah. And I think that that's a really hard place for couples to be right away because most couples have never really checked in with their partners. So they're not even aware of their own emotions, let alone where their partner's at. So I think a minimum of a week allows you this like 
I don't know, time frame to be like, okay, well, I haven't checked in yet, but eventually your muscles should get strong enough where, I mean, I wake up in the morning and if I haven't slept well, I'm telling him that because I'm going to be grouchy. I'm going to say things like, I don't mean, probably I'm a little bit more short tempered. I, I probably have some, some foggy brain stuff. That yeah, I'm going to need more support from him and you have to check in. And, and I mean, sometimes we'll check in in the morning, be like, how did you sleep last night? Just because that's going to change our day. Um, and I mean, in that first year, your emotions can change from hour to hour. So, yeah. I mean, like it really would be yeah. nice if you did just check in intuitively when you're like, oh God, I feel like something's changed. Like the babies must have given you a really rough hour. I need to check in with you. But I think that that takes a lot of practice. So a minimum of a week, I think. And I'll tell you, the, the more frequent <laughs> more you can maximum. kind of get into that, like the quicker your connectivity increases too, mm-hmm. because it gives you that opportunity to really kind of understand, not just, well, there's really kind of two ways you can, you can really kind of build connectivity. One is like the emotional mm-hmm. and then the other is like the physical side of things. And so when you're checking in on a regular basis, like it gives you that moment to see if they need some additional emotional support or seeing if there's some extra um, kind of physical and like the physical, I'm not referring to just like on the, the sexual intimacy side. I mean, it's, it's so much broader than that. I mean, sometimes just a hug goes a long way yeah. or just something like just taking that extra time in the morning, if you can, to kind of snuggle a little bit longer or yeah. like cuddling up on the couch. And sometimes that's all walking, you need even like, to just have a check-in. Like I need a hug right now. I'm really struggling. Like this was a really hard morning or this was a really hard afternoon. And you just also want to know that you're not alone in this and mm-hmm. parenting can feel so isolating, um, especially if you have one partner that works outside of the house. Um, I mean, it's just nice to check in and know that you're not alone. Yeah. Well, and one, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that, you know, we're, we're specifically talking about parenting right now, but we also need to just put it out there in case anyone doesn't realize this, but the rest of your life doesn't stop because your parents, I mean, a job loss could still happen. Like we were talking about, or you may have to move across country. Like other things could happen that influence your life in that same season of becoming parents. So even more reason to almost overly communicate or think you're overly communicating so that you you don't get into those ruts with your, with your spouse, because um, if those other things are influencing uh, you know, parenting is just, you know, it, it's like adding gasoline onto a fire, right? If you're oh, not and then something else comes up during parenthood, when you're already tired, when you're already just on edge from trying to keep another human being alive, <laughs> then, uh, you know, you, you have to work through those other things as well. And now you have to figure out how to juggle two things that are happening in your life. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I mean, that's one of our, like, not to get on a soapbox, but like, that is totally one of our soapboxes that, I mean, your relationship is the foundation for everything. One of the activities we actually do in our in-person workshop on the first day is this balloon activity. And we blow up these balloons and we have couples grab one balloon and they toss it back and forth. And we're like, this is your relationship before kids. This balloon is a job change. It's a move across the country. I mean, you guys don't even necessarily need to even look at each other and you can still kind of figure out where the balloon's going. And that's how spontaneously you can kind of run your relationship. You don't even necessarily need to know what's going on in your work day and you can still have a really great relationship. And then we're like, grab another balloon. We're like, this is your relationship now with a kid. You have life, you have kid, you have two balloons, but like you guys are still the foundation of keeping those balloons up. And I mean, now you have to look at each other. You have to kind of maybe see where your hand's throwing the balloon and you have to communicate a little bit more. And then we throw in a third balloon because Mm -hmm. we're like, you know, this is another kid. This is 
uh, maybe both of you had job losses. This could be COVID. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is COVID on top of parenting and on top of moving across the country or whatever. And they start to realize that like these balloons are going everywhere. And we're like, but if you guys aren't keeping the balloons up, I mean, every, all the balloons fall, you are the rock of everything. And this is why we are so baffled that we are really one of the very few people out there talking about transitioning to parenthood and your relationship, because it's the foundation for everything. Yeah. It's so huge. And we're, we're a big component on, um, couples like continuing to date, even when mm-hmm. you're raising, raising kids, not putting your relationship on hold until you're empty nesters, you know, um, yeah. and, and actually modeling that to your kids. And as we were putting up polls on an Instagram to see what topics are, are, uh, listeners wanted to for us to cover becoming parents was uh, very surprisingly I think like one of the it wasn't just parenting it was like becoming parents but then the next topic um, I don't know if this is a curveball for you guys but um, people kind of pulled in of kind of wanting advice when they weren't on the same page with disciplining their children so mm-hmm. <laughs> you're talking about communication and all these balloons that just made me think of that question that came in of like you know okay you might figure out the becoming parent stage and then toddlerhood hits and you're like wait well how do we discipline and we didn't talk about that before we became parents and so then there's conflict um there so and that that's not even considering your backgrounds and raising like you guys said you know you come from two sets of divorced parents we, we, we we're the same too. and so you know now that's four different spheres of influence uh, uh, <laughs> during your upbringing so so yeah to just kind of it's funny that. you say that because yeah, that's talk, yeah. not the first time we've heard that mm-hmm. we also know that um and we intentionally don't talk about parenting styles in our workshop because that first year you need to concentrate on surviving. Yeah. You don't need to be talking about your values. You don't need to be Googling gentle parenting versus, uh, I don't know, the Danish parenting versus, I don't know, like your happy mama or on the like, block yeah. or whatever. I mean, you need to be surviving. And then once they hit like one and a half, that's when your feet are on the ground and you can start saying, okay, what do we want to teach this child? Because now now we're modeling things for them. Now they're going to be soaking it up. Now they're going to start repeating all the words we say. Now they're going to be noticing if we hug each other or if we get in a fight in front of them. And um, so we're actually partnering with a woman out here in Colorado who wrote a parenting book. She's awesome. You guys would have loved her if you guys um, were still out here, but we're, um, we're taking her parenting book, which is the best parenting book on the planet because it doesn't force you down any parenting path. It's a resource for you to choose the parenting styles and values you want. And she gives you a place to put it all. And then we're coming in and we're teaching you how to communicate your parenting styles, how to navigate your community, uh, how to to talk to your family about your parenting styles. Um, and we're going to create like a masterclass, um, for that specifically because like that is the next thing in line. That's that's a big part of that. And like, yeah, Thomas, you hit it on the head too, talking about like the backgrounds. Like we don't like so much of this stuff becomes 
auto program that mm-hmm. we don't even realize just kind of comes through because that's yeah. how we were brought up yep. or like that's how our parents were brought up. So that's kind of some of the things that they had instilled. And there's some phenomenal things you definitely want to pull forward. And there's going to be things that you, you don't want to pull forward and yeah. kind of instill like in, in the next generation. So like, that's definitely a big one. Like we're, we're building out a whole workshop around those things, but yeah, it's going to be really the, good. The awareness of that is key. Just knowing like your background, like your history of like why that's important to you. But there's also the reason we've kind of tabled that from the initial class and more like a phase two once you're in that toddler stage, because yeah. it's like, you think three balloons are tough. Well, I know. like imagine having like a whole jungle gym full of. Wait till they talk back <laughs> when the kid talks back to you. But, but yeah, what I'm hearing is the foundation of communication, which is a, a topic for, for Thomas and I with our, our, um, marriage coaching and everything. And so with becoming parents, if you keep that foundation of communicating about it before um, or through those problems, yeah. then hopefully you yeah. can Because sometimes you don't know what's really going to come up until you're in it. Like, right. I mean, we, I mean, you don't know the things you're going to always have to discipline. You can have an idea, but like, I don't know. Our, I mean, you may have thought our, something was important and it turns out it's not, yeah, it's not. And but like that stuff's so hard without like a key foundation oh, yeah. of like being to communicate that effectively. <laughs> um, it can do two things, right? It can be in a position to strengthen that because you guys have that united front and you've, you've got the keys and the tools needed to help kind of work through those challenging times or it can make it worse. Yeah. And drive it apart because you start kind of creating even more disagreements. Yeah. And it becomes more of like an ultimatum. Well, we should do it this way. I should do it this way. Well, the hard thing with parenting styles too, is that like, it's so rooted in who you are. Like it is your values and your philosophies and like, those aren't personal. Yeah. yeah, Those are so personal and those aren't necessarily things you just like break away from, but so many parents like never talk about that stuff. I mean, ever, they just argue about it. They're like, no, this is how I believe. And this is how I believe when in reality, you guys can create an awesome philosophy that you guys agree on together and you guys can do it differently, but run towards the same philosophy. And that's what we're going to be teaching parents. Like in our workshop, we're going to be saying like, you know, what are the values that you want to teach your kids? And what are the philosophies you want to teach your kids? And as long as you guys know that you're running towards the same values and the same philosophies, he might say something a little differently than me. And I might say something a little differently than him, but we never argue with each other about it because we know at the end of the day, we're still running towards the same value. And we know that ultimately when it comes down to it, that's what we're still teaching her at the end of the day. And so like, that's how you come together with parenting styles. And that's like, I mean, that's like the root of what we're hoping will come out of the workshop that we're going to make. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I love the, just the description of the root there. I mean, that that has to be what holds you down, right? Is, is creating that root of your parenting style to know that however you're going to get there, that the, the path getting there really doesn't matter as much. I mean, I mean, it matters, you know, it, it shouldn't be uh, just tossed aside, but um, the, the methods in which you get there don't matter as much as the end goal, the end result, the, the thing that you're working towards. I, I, I just love that image. Yeah, I think just being on the same team, even though you, you'll have different styles or upbringings, as you said, but if you're committed to, you're on the same team, so let's figure this out together and modeling that in front of your child or children, I think that's that's huge. Um, Thomas and I have definitely had to take a lot of um, 
like away from the kid breaks to like regroup, <laughs> figure out what we're going to do. So we're a unified front when, when it comes to discipline and, and talking to them. So our kids now know, cause we have, our, our twins are eight now and, um, they know better than to like ask dad something and then come and, you know, ask mom something that trying to get no. a different answer. It's like, hello, we're on the same that game really well early yeah. on too. It's scary yeah. how quick they can pick up on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even if I don't know what he said, I'm like, no, we're on the same team. So I'm going to talk to daddy first before yeah. I talk to you. And when I think that that's really good relationship advice, as well as parenting advice, yeah. like nothing needs to happen in the instant that it happens. You need to be able to make smart parenting decisions. You need to, for that, like for the discipline and stuff, like be intentional with what you say to your kid, be intentional with the choice of discipline that you're doing and make sure that it's going back to the values and the philosophies you want to teach your kids. If you're about to make an impulse decision and then you look back and you're like, wow, that was literally just pure emotion. It doesn't actually connect to anything that I want to teach my kid. You didn't make a smart choice and you're not teaching your kid anything. And same in your relationship. Like if you get in a really big fight, 99% of stuff doesn't need to happen at the same time. Be intentional with your own reflection. Like, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is why I'm feeling that way. This is how we can fix this so that this doesn't happen again. And be intentional about that versus vomiting emotion all over your partner and then not setting up the conversation to actually be successful or productive. Um, you can just sabotage that kind of stuff within seconds, just because you didn't pause and just, I don't know, we're in this mentality that everything needs to happen right away. And that all big conversations need to be done after one conversation and you have to battle through it till it's done. And reality, like we have huge conversations that take five or six conversations to work our way through because each time we're processing a little bit more. And I mean, it's the same with parenting. Like you need to make smart choices and it doesn't always happen within the second that the action's actually happening. Yeah. Well, a lot of times what we see from this is it stems from expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, especially as you kind of start getting that three month, the six month, like that, that one year mark, some of these, um, like in most cases, we always find out they're unexpressed expectations. Yeah. Um, but it's the understanding of like the assumption around, well, I just expected you to do those things. Like I just yeah. thought you were going to like do all those things or I'm upset because like, this is what I thought, but it was never expressed. Yeah. Like it's back to the reading, the whole mind theory, like we've been together 17 years. I'll, I'll never be able to read her mind entirely. So don't make me right. Yeah. They just tell each other what, what it is that you need or what you want. And then you find out if there was an unexpressed expectation to work together to, to get on the same page with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if we wanted to come to your workshop in Colorado or just follow along with social media, that's how we connected and, and love what you guys are putting out there and, and helping um, partners to parents. So where can people find you? So for right now, you can find us at this is parenthood with an underscore, but we're actually doing a huge rebranding right now. And our new name is going to be called the couples Academy. So it'll change. So if you follow this parenthood and then all of a sudden you're like, where did it go? That's why we'll have enough information out there to track that. Yeah. yeah. And then on our website, um, now it connects to the, we're like affiliated with one of the like pre and postnatal support centers out here in Colorado. It's called the mama hood. So, um, you can go to their website and register for our workshop, or you can go to our website and it'll connect you to them. Um, and that's it for right now. And we're, we know more people need this. We're just yeah. taking it one step at a time as far yeah. as like, how can we 
put enough on our plate with a kid and clearly the universe not wanting us to be healthy for nine years, which is what <laughs> it feels like. And also making sure that we do everything really well, because that's how we care. We care about relationships too much to do anything kind of like half-ass. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're open. Like, I mean, social media is a great channel just to reach out to us. Like we have yeah. a lot of people just want to ask certain questions or one-off questions. Like we try to put, make ourselves available yeah. um, from that avenue as well. Great. Great. Well, we'll make sure we get your information and throw it in the show notes too. So uh, anyone can follow along and, and check you guys out. Um, but uh, thank you guys again so much for being yeah. here. And yeah, thank you. you're so welcome. And uh, our, our, like, like Julie said, our listeners kind of asked for this from us. So uh, uh, what we try to do is if we can't, if we don't feel like we're the perfect, uh, which we're not perfect, but if we, if we don't feel like we're the, ex- if the fits our niche or the experts in that area, we want to make sure we can go out and find someone for our listeners who uh, does specialize in that. So uh, thank you guys for being there for us to to support us, and you know we'll uh, we'll support you guys right back and make sure that no problem. Is- yeah. No, we're I mean we're in for it. There needs to be more support for couples all around, no matter what stage of your relationship you're in. So I mean mm-hmm. we're all doing great work, and I mean hopefully we'll just change the world one couple at a time. Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. We hope that you'll go follow us on social media. Check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at Marriage Puzzle. Go check out our website, marriagepuzzle.com, to schedule a discovery call with Julie and myself where we can get to help you with your marriage on an individual basis. And as always, we look forward to having you back next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. Have a great one.